How's everyone doing? Hello, students. Ready for class? All right. Isn't God good? Amen? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Am I on? Can you hear me? Hear me now? Oh, there, oh, there you, go. you go. Hi, everyone. How you guys doing? So, welcome to our live service. Can you guys give God praise for being alive? Um, thank you guys for being here with us and for celebrating Jesus with us. Um, so, as you see, this is a little different. Like, our setup is a little different. And if you guys listen to our podcast, you might have heard one or two or three, actually. No, maybe two of uh, the chats that we've been hosting. Um, so this is kind of like a live version of that. Um, so Mario and I are going to talk about resurrection and what it means for us. Um, usually on this day, we have like this, uh, what's, what's common is to have a, a sermon, um, like a big sermon on Jesus being alive, which is awesome. But this time around, we wanted to do something a little different. Um, and we wanted to have a chat. And I feel like having a chat, a discussion um, Mario and I will give us an opportunity to go a little bit more into depth um, with the allotted time that we have, of course. We have um, five minutes. <laughs> Just no. kidding. Um, with, the, with the time that we have to go a little bit more into depth um, into what the, this resurrection stuff is all about. Like, why do we celebrate this? So, um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, let's pray. Holy Spirit, I just, I thank you so much for being in this place, for speaking to us, for just showing us who you are, moving in us so beautifully, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are alive. You are alive, Holy Spirit, and you give us life, God. Thank you so much for what you've done so far, God, and I know that you're, you're not done yet, Lord. You're not done yet, and we're just ready to receive what you have from us. We're ready to receive more from you, God. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit. Bless us. Speak to us. Let us understand what it is that you want us to understand, God, and just guide us, Father. Thank you, Lord, so much. In Jesus' mighty and living name, amen. 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 That's awesome. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Give David a hand, too. He's awesome. <laughs> All right. Give Cynthia a hand. She's a, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Did you have something to say before I, we get into it? You said you wanted to share something? Oh, no, just that the chicken's good. That's oh, that all. was your joke? Yeah, that was my joke. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about resurrection. So I want Mario. We have questions, and we're going to ask each other questions and we're going to go back and forth and I promise we're not going to forget that you guys are here because you're, you're here in front of us. Um, so we're going to start and Mario, I want to ask you, I want to get you to start actually. Um, talk to us briefly about what today means and by that I'm going to ask you like a few questions so that you can a answer that question. Am I okay? Okay. Um, so let's start with Good Friday. What is Good Friday and why is it Good Friday? All right, that's a, that's a good question. I'm just kidding. No, um, guys, Good Friday is good because of what Jesus did for us. Amen. That's why people call it Good Friday. Um, it's 
there wasn't a Friday back then. Like they didn't say Jesus died on Friday. We have a new calendar and we call our days Monday through Sunday. That's what we call them. But back then it was that day of Passover, which was, you know, three days before his resurrection. And today in our language and in the way that we speak, we call it Good Friday because of what Jesus did for us. Um, it was good because he took our place of sin and death and he paid the price for our life. Amen. And it's good for us because God is good and he took our place. Amen. So that's why people call that Good Friday. So just just so you guys you know, understand that part. Thank you for that. Thank you for clarifying that. I was wondering why Good Friday. Yeah. But um, OK, so why do we celebrate Easter? And um, just to add along it to that like why why do we celebrate easter and what do bunnies chicks and eggs like what does it have to do with with that you know i was gonna bring my uh my bunny ears today because i got some at work just to throw you guys off um but obviously we don't celebrate easter okay we celebrate the resurrection of jesus christ and bunnies are cute right so are little chickens they're really cute and uh and eggs, well, they're good in the morning, at least, right? But they have nothing to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing to do. But it doesn't mean that we can't have fun or we can let the kids do some egg hunting. I actually did some egg hunting at work. Um, we have it every year. And I got amazing prizes. I got some Tupperware for the house, uh, uh, a cup that I got for Cynthia, and, like, uh, good stuff. So it doesn't, t like give to our faith or take anything away from what Jesus did. It's just something that the world does just like for fun and things like that. But it has nothing to do with what Jesus did for us. Amen. Should we as Christians, I'm, I'm a Christian. You're oh, a Christian. that's good. I hope so. <laughs> should we as Christians, should we um, take part in, in this, ce this celebration um, like with bunnies and chickens and uh, eggs or should we like abstain from that like when we look at Easter should we kind of be like oh no get the bunnies away or should we embrace it like how does that fall into embrace us? the bunnies <laughs> no I you know whether we do that or not doesn't matter the thing is that the world when they celebrate that they have an awesome joyful time during the weekend amen but by Monday and Tuesday that has faded away already what we celebrate is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that never fades away. Amen? So it doesn't matter what culture is doing, but uh, what we need to do is influence culture with what Jesus has done in our life. And that's really important. And I think, I think this, this whole thing is about celebrating Jesus every single day. Because we can celebrate him, you know, on Resurrection Sunday like today. But what we need to do is we need to celebrate him every day and what he did for us. So that celebration, the one that we just had and we're going to continue to have, it never fades. Amen? Amen? Not only that, the angels are celebrating with us as well. And the four living creatures and heaven is celebrating the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask Cynthia some questions now. And I'm going to ask you, Cynthia, can you explain to all of us what is the importance of just resurrection as a whole? Well, resurrection as a whole, um, I feel like... It's, it's important because, you know, the Bible says that in John 3.16, it's like a famous verse. A lot of most of us know it by heart, where, which it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that who should ever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. 
And so that, John 3.16, would not be possible. John 3.16 would not have been written if it hadn't been for resurrection. Um, essentially, without resurrection, the world is kind of over. So resurrection enabled salvation. Wow. Isn't that good? I, I think it's the way that the Father says, I love you to, you, to us. He says, I love you by sending his son, knowing that he would die and resurrect. Do you guys remember when Abraham, God told him to take Isaac, his only son, and give him as a sacrifice? And Abraham said, if I give him as a sacrifice, the Lord will resurrect him. You guys remember that? Amen? So the father is the same way. The father, as Cynthia was saying, the father gives Jesus knowing that he's going to resurrect for us and for redemption. Isn't that good? Amen. So that's like for the whole world. And the whole world, unfortunately, doesn't, you know, necessarily accept the resurrection of Jesus Christ or Jesus Christ, uh, you know, as a person or, or what he did as a savior. So what is the importance for us that we have received Jesus? What is the importance of resurrection for the believer? For the believer, for us, what resurrection does for us and why it's so important for us to understand and live and celebrate is um, the resurrection for us, it, it enabled connection. We didn't have this connection with God before this. Before this, for so, for so many years, God's people didn't have a connection, a way to, to just go straight to him without having to jump through hurdles and kill animals and just different types of things. Um, they weren't, we weren't able to go directly to the Father. We weren't able to go boldly before his throne and, and ask of him whatever it is that we needed to ask or, or even praise him like at his feet. Amen. We weren't able to do those things. So for us as believers, now knowing who Jesus is, now accepting him, his resurrection is important to us because it allows us to connect with him which we didn't have before. And I think that for us, because we, we didn't, I guess maybe some of us did go without that connection, but we were never, um, it was never, we, were ne we never had to go through like a sacrifice or we were never told that God was far away. For us, God has always been close. So sometimes it's easy to not see or not understand the degree of the importance of this connection that we have so freely Amen. through Jesus. So because of his resurrection, um, we have that connection, and not only that, but all of the promises that Jesus promised are available to us because of his finished work, because he came back to life. Amen. He's alive, amen? He lives, and so if he lives, we have connection with him. We're connected to him because he lives, and we believe that he lives. We believe that he died for our sins, that he resurrected for us, and he lives, and we can have relationship with him. So how important is that connection, maintaining that connection? That connection is so important. You and I, for example, just so that you know, Mario and I, during the week, we are like, uh -oh. I don't know, we're like super connected. It's, it's, sometimes I feel like it's a little too much. Like we, we should probably give each other some space Whoa. once in a while. This is news. But, <laughs> but I wish that I can show you guys like our Facebook message, like messenger, messenger app so that you guys could see our messages. Like we are connected the whole day, like whether it's through text, messenger, um, actual conversation. We send each other funny pictures. Um, All the time. <laughs> 
we are always connected, like all the time. And then he comes home and again, like the fun continues kind of thing. So it's starting to sound like a lot, actually. You're right. It is a lot. <laughs> but I think that if it wasn't for that connection, if it wasn't for us being connected like that, I don't think we would be as close. Like we're really close and I know him and he knows me and our relationship is like on point. Let me tell you, it's pretty on point. Like we do fight or, or argue intensely sometimes, yeah. but no, we have extreme fellowship. That's what we call it. <laughs> but, but we're pretty solid, like in our relationship. And I believe that it's because we're constantly communicating with each other. We're constantly that connection is always on. It's open. It, yeah, it's open. And with God, imagine always connected to him. Imagine how much we would know him. He already knows us. Like, that's a given. He already knows everything about us. The goal here is, is to get to know him more, to know him more. And the more that we know him, the more we're empowered. The Bible says that Jesus said, actually, he said that he came and, and he came to give us an abundant life. Amen. And without having that connection, there's no way that we can partake in that abundant life. Amen. How are you guys feeling so far? You guys are good? Amen. Yes? Are you guys alive? <laughs> yeah? Okay, good. All right, so let me ask you something now. I didn't expect this. <laughs> Just kidding. So we're talking about this connection and the importance of it. So how do we, how do we live our everyday with this connection? Like, what are some practical and maybe supernatural things that you can tell us that um, show us how to live daily with Jesus? Yeah. Something that me and Cynthia, so you guys know, something that me and Cynthia practice is we pray every morning together, no matter what. So before I leave work, we're going to pray together, even if I'm running late. Like, we're going to give that time to the Lord. And we're going to make sure that we take advantage of the time that we have to start our day off right. That's just something practical that Cynthia and I have decided to do. The point is that communication and prayer with God and talking to him, making setting time apart for him is so important. And, of course, connection with others, you know, with people that believe the same thing that you do, that aren't going to hold you back or down, but are going to push you forward. Those are some practical ways that I think that if we get around the right people and that encourage us and, and that we have fellowship with and that can pray with us and that we can talk to, that's going to allow us and, and, and help us to keep like the daily you know, process going of communicating with Jesus Christ. And that's kind of like a practical way of you know, establishing that. But more than that, I think, is turning our hearts to the Lord. Like sometimes we're so um, we're so consumed by so many things and busy with so many things that we forget to just turn our hearts to God. And as simple as just saying the words out loud, I, I've been in an alone time and I've just sat there and said, Holy Spirit, I know you're here with me. Lord, I want to hear you. I want to feel you right now. And he begins to just move in your life. Because I just gave him some time. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Also to add to that, yeah. um, a couple of years ago, I was driving and I was listening to um, this Christian talk radio. And they had this guest speaker on there who he said that he had developed like this, um, I guess like this discipline for himself where he wouldn't 
he wouldn't allow himself to set foot on the ground each morning before he made time to thank God for that day. Like he wouldn't, basically he wouldn't start, he wouldn't allow himself to start his day or, or start any of his daily, like other daily routines until he acknowledged God that morning. And I think that there is, I really like that he said that and I think that there's honor in that. Like I've, I've told you guys before that um, it's awesome to be able to kind of bring Jesus with you throughout your day, like whether you're at school, whether you're driving, washing dishes, um, working out, like whatever it is that we do, it's awesome to make him part of our day. But I feel like that's, that's kind of like the minimum. Like, of course we should make him part of our day. But I feel like there's honor in, in, in telling ourselves and disciplining ourselves to set time aside where we can just solely focus on our time with him. May it be 10 minutes, five minutes, um, an hour, however long you can, but just that time specifically, you've set it aside for God. You're not driving while talking. You're not having to focus on anything else but be with him. Amen. And I feel like God honors that. And not only does he honor that, but that's so good for us to do, to just give that time separately to him. Amen? Amen? All right. So we all live daily lives, and um, sometimes we have a good day, sometimes we have a bad day. What do you do when doubt starts to creep in? Does anybody here ever doubt? Raise your hand if you ever doubt. Cool, I'm not alone. Thank you, Danny. Um, man, doubt can be powerful. It can overcome you, and it can make you feel like God is not around. Like, I've been there. Something that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably preach right now, but something that, um, that, that I've been doing for the past couple years maybe is I've been learning who I belong to and where I stand. You guys know that we belong to a kingdom? We all belong to this kingdom. Those, those of us, we, we receive Jesus in our heart. We are able to enter into his kingdom. So we all belong to a kingdom, and that's the kingdom of God. But we don't live aware of that kingdom. We, we are so aware of what's going on around us on, in this world, and we consume so much that that takes over our life. Like, we consume so much media nowadays. Like, there's so much consumption of Netflix and the phone and this and that. There's so much consumption that we forget what kingdom we belong to. We forget that the kingdom of God has a different language. It has a different economy. It has different morals. It has different ethics. It, ha it has different values. It has a different mindset. It has a different way of doing government. It has so many different aspects, and it's kingdom-based, and we're not aware of it. So we see the politicians going crazy, the Republicans and the Democrats and the, the, the racist stuff that's going on and the terrorism that's happening all around the world. And even here in California, that happened not too long ago. So we become so consumed with, with, with what's going on in the world that when doubt comes, we don't know how to resist it. We don't know how to fight it. And we don't know where we stand so sometimes it overcomes us because we live unaware of the kingdom that we belong to. But if we lived according to or, or just aware of the kingdom that we belong, um, we would know who we are. 
we would know what we belong to. We would know that, yeah, the Democrats are saying this and the Republicans are saying that. But what is God saying? Amen? Amen. What is God saying in the midst of all this craziness? You know, it's crazy that you mentioned media because, let me see, like nine years ago, um, I was at this, uh, like this training session um, at AT&T. And um, the person that was giving the session, we were talking about like the different types of rate plans. And um, she was talking about, at the time, the, the big thing with the rate plans was more minutes, like more minutes, like how can we get more minutes? Like I remember 4,000 minutes would cost you $200 a month and that was like the best minute plan you can get. So we were talking about like these minutes and then how you even would have to pay extra to get your unlimited minutes to start earlier because people wanted to be on the phone talking, like people wanted to talk. And so she was telling us that soon, she said, th these were, I'm not saying verbatim, I don't remember, it was nine years ago, but she said, um, she said pretty much this, she said, soon um, the plans won't be geared towards minutes, but they're gonna be geared towards data. People are not gonna care about like actual minutes, but how much data they can get. So we're gonna have unlimited plans. And I, at the time we were like, unlimited plans? Whoa, what is that gonna cost, like $1,000? <laughs> um, so it's just crazy to see, like just nine years ago, where the focus was. And now, nine years later, the focus is on how much uh, bandwidth we can get or, or, or how fast is our data plan so that we can watch Gilmore Girls, you know? It's crazy. Good show. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, media has consumed our... So we have, to be, we have to be, you know, purposeful and we have to be intentional. And we have to say, look, I'm going to put this down, I'm going to put this away, and I'm going to give time to the resurrected Christ, amen, because he's alive. Like just the other day, I was driving back home, and um, I just felt like, you know how, you know, have you guys seen the hamsters that go on the wheel? I just felt like that was my brain. Like the hamster was on the wheel, and it was just turning and turning, and I'm like, I can't stop thinking, and everything's connected. Like this is affecting, the, I was just thinking about everything. And something extremely funny happened. So I text Shirley um, about uh, today, and I'm like, hey, Shirley, it'd be nice if you, uh, if, you, if you took your jumper, you know, the little bouncy thing for the kids on Sunday. And she's like, Mario, it's taken care of already, LOL. It was already planned. And, and I thought, oh, my God, I think way too much. Like, I'm think, you know, we're having a potluck. I'm thinking about, like, did we get forks? Did we get plates? You know, like, I'm just, that's how I work sometimes. So I have to be intentional in, like, stopping everything and, and media included and just give time to God. Amen? If you're like me, you like to think a lot, what you need is some quiet time. Like, if you've been thinking and, like, you can't even sleep because of the thinking, that you, get into the quiet place. Amen? Amen. So with that said... Um, with, with, with talking about like just our consumption of it or maybe like our, maybe just the fact that we get distracted with certain things. What are some good ways that we can keep ourselves accountable or maybe even each other accountable? Yeah, so I'm gonna say this with like one word. Communication is so important. What 
technology does and media and our culture today, what it does is it isolates us. And we're no longer connecting with people anymore, if you notice. Like everything is, you know, media. Nobody even calls. Like when, you, when, when someone calls, like I'm like, whoa, they're calling me. Yeah, because even like text messaging, sometimes it's still very like, yeah, like you still have a boundary like and you don't know what how the other person is like their emotions are yeah so, so you, you have to like put emojis in there like yeah. a ton of happy faces just so they know that you're not mad <laughs> right is that right <laughs> so like you might read a text message and you might think that the person's mad and you read it like are you going with us or not and you're like oh my god they're angry right and you start thinking so bad and and then they were like, no, I was just wondering if you were going or not, you know? <laughs> so we, the way that I think that we can hold each other accountable or, or, or we can hold each other, you know, uh, be there for each other is just to communicate with each other and for all of us to be open. Some of you have a hard time even coming to us as your pastors. You have a hard time coming to us because you think, ah, oh, they're too busy. What am I going to bother them with my problems for? And that's what God has called us for, you know? And so you have a problem, you have a, like a, maybe res- reservations in expressing yourself fully, to, but that's important because all you're doing is you're just bottling it in. And then it comes out in these different behaviors and these different ways, all the stuff that you've been bottling in. So you need to talk to people. Amen? That's why church is so important. Like I tell believers, if you're a believer in Christ, and you don't believe in the church, it's like, it doesn't, it, that doesn't match, you know? That's why Christ built the church. That's why the, the first church in Acts said, we're going to sell everything and move in together. We're not even doing that. That would, I don't know about that one. But, you know, but at least find a place where you can fellowship with brothers and sisters, where you can go to someone and say, hey, I'm in need of prayer. Or I'm in need of this. That's how we can hold each other accountable and What's working in that is the resurrected Christ. What's working in that is the spirit of, of, of God and the fact that he rose Jesus from the dead and that he has, he's living in us now. Amen? So, yeah. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. So with resurrection, how do we maintain that relevant in today's day and age? Like, how do we keep this resurrection concept or truth relevant today yeah um what do you guys think uh is the resurrection or the living christ is it relevant in our world today raise your hand if you think it is you you guys think it's relevant do you guys think that that it shows that is relevant raise your hand if you think that it's actually showing like whoa the resurrected christ is everywhere okay nobody raised everybody's like "Eh, i don't know about that one that's my point like, I think it is relevant, but I don't think we're walking in the full power and potential of the resurrected Christ as a church. Like, the world needs us. You understand? You and I, specifically this church, the world needs us. Why? Because we believe that there's power in Jesus Christ, that there's power in his presence, that he can set people free, that he can heal the sick that he manifests in signs and wonders. We believe that, amen? And the world needs that. And we need that in our own life. I want to read this quote to you. Some of you um, have heard it, but I love this quote. It says, 
God the Father heals the sick to prove that he raised his son from the dead. Amen? Let me read it again. God the Father heals the sick to prove he raised his son from the dead. Without the resurrection, this gospel is in vain. But the resurrection has to be real in our life every single day. And God wants to work miracles. Do you believe that? He wants to show signs and wonders and he wants to heal people and set people free. Why? Because he's alive. Amen. He is real and he's alive. And I urge you, live with the resurrected Christ. Express the resurrected Christ. Express that he is real and that he lives and that he can change lives. If there's dark moments in your life, he's the light. If there's dark moments in your family, he's the light of men. If you are in sin, if you feel like you're lost, he's the one that can save you. He's the one that rose again for your sake, for your life. So live with that resurrected Christ. Amen? I want to read a, a verse to you because, you know, we haven't read it all. I don't know if you noticed, but um, we saved it for the end. So if you can open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. And we're getting close to our, uh, our end here. And then we're going to go eat. I'm excited. Praise God. Say amen when you have it. Amen. All right. We're going to read verse 1 through 4. I'm reading NLT. If you don't have a Bible, I believe they're going to put it up on the, on the screen. And it says, we proclaim. This is, this is John, the apostle John, the beloved John speaking. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. Praise the Lord. John is talking about the actual Jesus. I touched him and I saw him. Verse uh, with our own hands. He is the word of life. Verse two. This one who is life itself was revealed to us and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. Look at he is life and he is eternal life. He was with the father and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. So it's important to have fellowship with the brothers and sisters, with brethren. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. Amen? Amen. God is good. Look. This is John, like, at the end of his days, Apostle John. And people, like, the world is kind of like how it is today back then. Everyone is everywhere. People are just living life how they want. And John says, I saw him and I touched him. In other words, he is real. He is alive. And I heard him. And he is the word of life. And he is eternal life. 
And if you believe in him, you will have fellowship with us, the Father and the Son. You know what's crazy about that is that that's where we are now. Yes. Because, you know, when John, when John was writing this, this was years after Jesus had, had been here and gone. Yes. Like, this was years after. Yeah. And he's, he's saying this to these people who, who are, are having a hard time being strong in their faith, who are having a hard time just keeping their footing and are, are losing faith. And so John is coming to these people. He's writing them this letter, and he's saying, check this out. He's saying, I was there with him. Like, he is real. Like, he was here. I am the testament of that. Like, I smelled him. I walked with him. You know, I, I saw the way he walked. I saw the way he had his hair. Like, I physically was in his presence. Amen. I'm not just telling stories of stories that I heard of him, but I actually heard them straight from his mouth. And I believe that we have that same capability now. We have the Holy Spirit here now, who is just as alive as Jesus was when he was here. The Holy Spirit is so alive, not only in us, but he's alive in this world. Amen. He is alive. And we have that ability also, just like how John is telling these people, we have that same ability to say, I felt him. I have seen him. Like, I have literally been uh, there when, when he's moved. Like, I've seen him in action. Like, we have that same ability. And I think that's, that it's so amazing that this, this man, John, wrote this so many years ago. And it was so true to him then. Yeah. And it is so true to us now. And it just shows like how God translates, how God just, he's so big. Like he's, he reaches like throughout time. It, it's insane to me. It's really cool. That is the, the spirit of the resurrected Christ. And that's what we need in our life. We need to be like John and say, I know him. And then tell others about him. That's what this whole thing is about, guys. He is risen. Amen. Why don't we stand? Let's just stand. We're going to finish up here. Well, resurrection, what the resurrection did is it didn't, and this is going to sound weird, but I don't mean it in a bad way. Resurrection did not only give us salvation. Salvation is amazing, right? It's, it's a huge gift. But resurrection didn't only give us that. Like, it gave us this ability to have fellowship with, with Jesus, but not only fellowship with Jesus, but fellowship with each other. Like he had this all planned out. He said, it's important for them to have fellowship with me and for them to have fellowship with each other because by having that fellowship with each other, they bear witness of who I am to one another. They strengthen one another. They can talk to each other about me. And that's what you and I are here for. Not only do we have God, but we have each other to remind each other of how good, how powerful, how real, and how alive Jesus is. Amen? 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 All right. So before we finish, do you want to say anything else? No. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I want to end with this. Resurrection is so important for us to understand. And the other day, it was like, I don't know, it was like two in the morning, and I couldn't sleep. And I, I was just thinking, and, and I've been preparing for my She Is message for, for a little bit now, and 
I, I just heard God speak to me and, and I had that message that I'm going to give at the conference. I had it in my mind. And while thinking about that, I felt God say this to me. I, I felt him tell me, it's important that you understand that I take care of you. Like, it's important that you understand that because we say it a lot. We say he's our provider. He looks after us. We're favored, but it's important for us to know. And listen to what I'm saying. Please pay attention to these words. It's important for us to know how he takes care of us. I've been really sick. How many of you guys have ever been sick? I've been really sick before. And my husband has taken incredible care of me. Like, total, like, he's been awesome. And when, when, I, when I think about it, when, when I look back and think of how he took care of me, I don't know, it just, it moves my heart towards him. And I think, wow, like, I'm blessed. He, he took so good, like, he took so good care of me. Like, he was awesome. And God wants us to understand that about him for us. It's not a passing thing. It's not a fleeting thing. It's not a cliche thing. God is taking care of you. And we need to understand the magnitude of that. We need to understand the depth that that phrase holds. This is what he told me. He said, once you understand how I care for you, then you can truly begin to start loving me back. Because God, how many of you know that God loves us more than we love him? But not until we understand how much he loves us and how he moves for us and how he cares for us can we appreciate him and begin to love him back. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you, God, for your words. Thank you for speaking to us and showing us, God, that you are real, that you are resurrected, that you're alive, and that your Holy Spirit lives inside of us that we can feel him and see him and touch him in our life. We thank you, God, for fellowship with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, God. We thank you for fellowship of brothers and sisters that stand together in the same, the same belief and the same faith. I don't know if there's anyone in this place that has never given their life to Jesus Christ and would like to do that today? If so, just raise your hand, all eyes closed. If there's anyone in this house that would like to give their life to Jesus Christ and never has, just go ahead and raise your hand and we'll pray with you. Or if there's anyone that perhaps feels that they've lost connection with God and would like to just reconnect with Him to start a relationship with God. He never left you. But He just wants you to be aware that He's with you. And if you want that, you can raise your hand for that as well. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we bless every single life in this place. We bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name. I bless them, Lord. And I ask that you would touch every single heart, Lord, that you would speak to them because you're alive. Just as you're doing it in the Middle East, God, 
as you're appearing in dreams and visions, Lord. I ask that you would begin, Father, to be spontaneous, Lord, with the people in your kingdom, God. Touch them, bless them, and show yourself, Lord, in their dreams, have, that they would have visions of you. And those that are reconnecting, those that are turning their hearts towards you, God, that you would bless them, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you would speak to them, Lord. I ask you that you would bless every single person in this place today, God. Those that are here and those that couldn't make it, Father. I bless them, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you for listening to the Grace and Love podcast. We hope you were blessed by this message. If you have a prayer request, we would love to hear from you. Please feel free to contact us. And if you're in the LA area, we would love to meet you. We have services Sundays at 2 p.m. and Fridays at 8 p.m. We are located at 1900 Medford Street, Montebello, California, 90640. Thanks again, and God bless you.